You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for this new series, Walking in the Spirit. And we thank you that your presence is here. Your presence is in me. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your presence is in us. Your presence rests upon us. And so, Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge you right now. Uh, You said uh, to trust in you with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. But if we acknowledge you in all of our ways, that you would direct our paths. And so we are expecting that today, Holy Spirit. We want you to lead and direct our path as we hop into the, the scripture today, as we kick off this new series. Lord, I pray that you would think through my mind, that you would speak through my mouth And I just fully yield myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing unto you. That's my reasonable service. And so take us where we need to go today, Holy Spirit. Shine the light on what we need to see. Speak to each person who's listening or watching today, Lord, uh, as I'm talking. And we just give you thanks in advance, Lord. Thank you that this uh, podcast is your idea And that it is your desire that we walk in the spirit, that we be led by the Holy Spirit. And so thank you that your grace is here to cause that to pass in our lives. And so we just give you all the glory for it in Jesus name. Amen. Well, awesome. You guys, we are here to talk about uh, a really, really important topic. It's, it's really everything actually. And it's the ability to walk in the spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit and to basically give up a self-directed life for a spirit-directed life. And I can tell you that this is a topic that we really need some teaching on because there's a lot of believers, a lot of Christians today that are not necessarily walking in the spirit and not being led by the spirit. They are living as what the Apostle Paul called like mere human beings. And I can tell you from my own life and my own upbringing, it is something very different to believe in Jesus and to believe that he is the son of God and to be, you know, uh, saved, quote unquote, saved and, you know, basically call yourself a Christian and then be what scripture calls a son of God, meaning that you are led by the spirit, that you are directed by the spirit. In fact, you are controlled by the spirit. And there's so many benefits to this. I mean, not only does that, when you are led by the spirit, not only does it open you up to a life of miracles and living supernaturally, but it also dramatically shifts your character. It gives you access to the fruit of the spirit and peace and joy and gentleness and goodness and love and all of self-control, like all of the fruit of the spirit. Because guess what? They are fruit of the spirit. They are fruit of the person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. So We've never been designed to live independently, meaning we are not, uh, you know, I, I kind of think of it like this way. I mean, I think so many of us live like, you know, here we are as individuals and then we've got the spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit over here on one side. And then we've got, you know, the enemy over here on the other side. And we kind of live between in the tension between the two, supposedly. Right. So we're either led by the spirit or we're led by the devil. Right. But the truth is, when you recognize that we are one with God that we are just containers. We are containers of God. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are vessels. We are branches. And we are not independent apart from God. And truly, there's only two really things that we can be led by. And and our minds are either programmed by the world or they're programmed by the Spirit. We either operate in the mind of Christ or we operate in what is called the mind of the flesh, which is just 
as a mere human being, which is means you're disconnected from the spirit of God, even though you're not, you know what I'm saying? Even though you're one with God, you're not living like you are one with God. And so today, what I really want to do is I want to unpack this idea of walking in the spirit. And so the very first thing that I want to bring up in this podcast is I want to uh, I want to invite you guys, if you have not listened to my teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, I know someone's going to post it here in the comments. I don't have the episode handy in my head right now, uh, but there is a podcast episode that's on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so one of the biggest keys that I can share with you about being led by the Spirit is to invite you to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to teach really deeply on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, but if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you don't know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you do not, if you don't have the ability to pray in the spirit and speak in tongues, right, then that is a really, really important step to being, uh, being able to walk in the spirit, to being able to hear God, to be able to be led by the spirit. So that's episode 63. Thank you for the team for posting that for me. And so if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you're not familiar with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you don't even know what that is, if you don't speak in tongues, I know there's a lot of streams in Christianity, a lot of denominations in Christianity that don't teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or if they do teach on it, it's kind of like it's available to some people, it's not really necessary, or some people think it passed away with the with the apostles and all of these things. But I just want to encourage you, like if you have not really got some really good theology around the baptism of the Holy Spirit, go check out that episode at some point during this series, because I want you to have the full empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And the truth is, I mean, I grew up as a Christian. I was in church every time the door opened. I was, you know, uh, whatever, made a decision for Christ, as people in evangelical circles call it, when I was 10 years old. But I did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit till I was in my 30s. And so the truth is, is that up until that point, I didn't have the full uh, empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I want you guys to have all of the equipment. I want you to have the full power of God operating in your lives. And so if you haven't received that, if you watch that, that episode and you haven't received it, I encourage you to get into the path to purpose group and, uh, let us know that you need help with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because we have people here that can reach out to you, that can pray with you to make sure that you have that part of your inheritance in Christ. Okay. So the very first thing is if you're going to live a spirit filled life, meaning you're going to be led by the spirit, well, then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't mean if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that you don't have the Holy Spirit. It just means that the Holy Spirit doesn't have you. It means that you are you don't have all of the power of the Holy Spirit to be led by the Holy Spirit. And praying in the Spirit is one of the most powerful, important ways that we are led by the Spirit because it gets us out of our intellect. It gets us out of our humanness, per se, the limitations of our flesh, the limitations of 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 our 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 analytical mind and it connects our spirit to the spirit of God and we are able to pray in a way that if you don't have uh, if you don't speak in tongues and you're not praying in the spirit then you don't have uh the ability to do that and so i just want to put that out there for everyone as kind of a first like step to stepping into the fullness of what God wants you to experience as it relates to the Holy Spirit and as it relates to walking in the Spirit. So from this point forward, I'm going to be teaching uh, this series from a place of 
for, you know, that assuming that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that you can speak in tongues, that you can pray in the spirit. And that from that place, now you have a whole nother realm that is available to you, right? Now the Holy Spirit has you. And now, you know, you can begin to yield to the Holy Spirit and you can begin to, you know, have enlightened eyes and open ears so that you can hear him and so that you can see him and meaning you can see what the father is doing. And so this is a really big missing part of a lot of believers experience. And so I didn't want to just, you know, start this new series without addressing that. Okay. Now with that said, I want to take us over to the foundation scripture for this series, which comes from Romans eight verse, um, let me look here in verse 14. So Romans 8, 14. And I have it open right now in the amplified version, <clears throat> which just adds a little bit of an amplification to it. I mean, in the King James version, it says something to this effect that all those that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And in the amplified version, it says for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Okay, so I want to talk about that the term that this scripture is referring to, which is this term son of God. Now, <clears throat> when you hear that term son of God, obviously we think about Jesus, uh, but this scripture is not talking about Jesus. It's talking about operating like Jesus, right? We know Jesus was the son of God, but we also are called sons of God. I'm a female, but I'm also a son. Okay, so this is not a gender specific uh, designation. It is a way of operating. Okay. So there are in, in Hebrew tradition, you guys, by the way, <clears throat> if you've ever, you know, known anything about, uh, the Jewish, you know, religion or Jewish uh, tradition, there is something called a bar mitzvah, right? There's something that's, 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 that's a process in Jewish culture. That's in Jewish tradition where children <clears throat> of are given, uh, access to all the inheritance of their parents into this process. And, and of course, it's males in the Jewish tradition that are giving access to the full estate, to the full inheritance of, uh, of their parents, of the father specifically. And when that process of maturation happens and there's this release of that child into what they call sonship, <clears throat> it's about them getting into the father's business, right? It's being able to be going from uh, being a child to being what you would think of as a joint heir. Okay. It means that you have reached maturity to the point that now you can partner with the, your father in the, in the family business, in the father's business. And so sonship is a, a term that <clears throat> is scriptural that's used to refer to maturity. Okay. So in Romans 8 14, the scripture would be it would be remiss to uh, not explain that to you. So see, being led by the spirit is a sign of maturity, right? It means that those that can be led by the spirit can operate in the father's business. They can actually enjoy their inheritance in Christ. And now that is kind of like this prerequisite, prerequisite, okay, if I can stop, talk here, a prerequisite for um, spiritual maturity. And I know that I've talked a little bit about spiritual maturity before. I've talked about it in the context of Hebrews chapter five, where it says that, um, the, you know, that if you are, you are a babe in need of milk, 
if you are not skilled in the word of righteousness. And so we've done some teaching around that in previous episodes where I talk about the fact that righteousness is not only just a gift when we are uh, as, as new creations, right? We who live in union with Jesus, that we have, we are righteous by faith, meaning we are righteous through our union with Jesus, meaning that we are perfect. We are holy. We are innocent. We are blameless because we are in Christ. Okay. And so if you don't, if you're not rooted and grounded in your identity in Christ and skilled in what the gospel calls the word of righteousness, meaning that I am not seeking to be righteous or good or be justified through my own works, through my own performance, through my own uh, efforts through my own striving. Okay. I'm not righteous. I'm not, you know, Christianity is not a, a religion of goodness apart from God or even badness apart from God. There is one that is righteous. His name is Jesus. And because of our association with Christ's crucifixion, his burial, his resurrection and his ascension, we are now as righteous as Jesus. Right. In first in John, it says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so when we are unskilled in our new identity and we are unskilled in uh, recognizing that we are righteous through our union with Jesus, we are called a babe in Christ. And it says that we need the milk of the word. We need to we need to understand the gospel. We need to get rooted and grounded in who we are in Christ. And until that happens, it says we're not ready for milk. I mean, we're not ready for meat. OK, and so. Meat, it also talks about, you know, it says that uh, when you, when you're ready for meat and you're mature and you're not on baby food and milk anymore, right? When you be, you can have solid food, that this is when you start to learn how to discern. And it says that, you know, that we, uh, that, um, well, I should just go over there rather than then continuing to paraphrase it here. So let's just go over to Hebrews chapter five and I'll just stay in the amplified version because I want to, I want to bring out these points to you about the difference between a babe in Christ and a mature offspring or a son of God. Okay. So in Hebrews chapter five, it says this in verse 11, it says, and I'm in the Amplified, it says, concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. Okay. If you are dull in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen, okay, then you cannot be led by the spirit. Okay. So in this instance, the writer in Hebrews is saying, we have a lot of things that we want to tell you, but it's hard to explain to you because you are a babe. You're dull in hearing. You are disinclined. You, you don't have the ability to be led by the spirit. You, you, you haven't stepped into that yet. And so in verse 12, it says, even though by this time you ought to be teachers, meaning you've been a believer for a long time. You've been a Christian for a long time. It says, because of the time you've had to learn these truths, Okay. It says you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning, and you have come to be continually in need of milk and not solid food. Okay, it says verse thirteen for anyone who lives on milk, okay, is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness. In the word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant. Okay. In verse 14, it says, but solid food, meat in other translations is for the spiritually mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is good and what is evil. Okay. So it talks here about your spiritual senses being trained to discern good and evil, being able to discern 
and be spiritually awake. In other words, also be able to receive revelation and to be able to operate in spiritual things, to be able to be led by the spirit, to see in the spirit, to hear in the spirit, which is a prerequisite to being led by the spirit. Now there, there are people that can be led by an inner witness. There are people that are led by peace. Okay. Um, and obviously there's, those are ways that the Holy Spirit can lead us. But if you look at, at, at Jesus as our example, okay, which he is our example, he also, he lives inside of us, but his earthly ministry on time on earth was the example of what it means to live as a son of God. And at his baptism, that was really like his bar mitzvah, if you will. That was his coming of age. It was him being made a partaker of of the father's business. In fact, when he came out of the water, the father said, this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. And so it was the presentation of Jesus as a mature son of God who was entering into the father's business, who had access to all that the father's uh, father owned, right? He was a, an heir of, of the, of the world, it says in scripture. And he was a, he was, uh, operating obviously as the, the ruler in the kingdom of God, but he operated a certain way because right after that, he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, right? He only did what he saw the father doing. So he wasn't just operating by some inner witness or being led by peace. He was, he had activated spiritual senses. He could see what the father was doing. He could hear what the father was saying. And really the wilderness was all about the enemy coming to tempt him to see really if he knew who he actually was. What was the level of maturity? Was Jesus going to act independently? Was he going to turn stones into bread? Was he going to bow down and worship and try to go about his destiny to uh, rule over the kingdoms of this world another way? Was he going to op operate independent? And obviously we know he passed the test, right? He didn't, he did, he was the last Adam. He didn't fall like Adam did. He came out of the wilderness in the spirit and in power, strengthened by angels. And then he began his earthly ministry because then he went right into the temple or right into the synagogue and began to preach Talk, referring back to Isaiah saying, you know, the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So he began basically coming out, not only of the wilderness, but coming out of, you know, obscurity, coming out of not being a son who is released yet. And he began then his earthly ministry operating as the son of God, but also exemplifying how a son of God operates and how Jesus operated is normal Christianity. Normal Christianity operates in miracles. It heals the sick. It raises the dead. It casts out devils, right? It does the same works that Jesus did and even greater works. And really, Jesus is three years with his disciples, okay, um, was, was really about him training them. So there's a question here. Didn't he say he was about his father's business? He was, he said he was about his father's business, but guess what? He wasn't about his father's business because his parents took him home. <laughs> he had not come of age yet. Okay. And so he was not released into his ministry as the son of God until, until he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit at his baptism. And so Jesus grew in stature, grew in wisdom in, uh, you know, in the knowledge of God, 
He had a maturing process just like we did. And so the baptism of just like we do. And so in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the way that you know that you have it is that you can speak in tongues fluently. Okay. It's a, it's the sign of being filled with the spirit. Now, I'm, am I saying that there are people that are filled with the spirit that don't speak in tongues? Yes, there are because they've never been taught. They've never been taught the power of speaking in tongues. They've never been taught that it's for every single person. They've never been taught uh, why it's important that we speak in tongues, why our words are creative and the fact that our spirit can, those speaking those words through us is just like God speaking through us, that it's creative. They haven't understood that when you pray in the spirit, you build yourself up spiritually, you activate your spiritual senses. So they don't understand the benefits of praying in the spirit. And basically there's unbelief there about it's for them, right? And they've been taught all kinds of things about it. But my point in saying all of this is that sons of God are led by the spirit. And if we are going to walk in the spirit, it is, it's going to require this maturation process where we understand our identity in Christ, where we understand the word of righteousness, that we understand we are righteous by our association of Jesus. And when you recognize union, when you recognize oneness with God as the lens that you view the gospel through, that our co-association with Jesus, our co-crucifixion, our co-burial, our co-resurrection, and our co-ascension, where we are now seated in heavenly places in Christ, where you no longer identify with the old man, or if you do, you fall into it possibly, but you get out of it. And I will tell you, this is a, this is a mind renewal project. When I first got exposed to my new identity in Christ, I literally had scriptures. And frankly, I still say them over myself, over myself to remind myself. I have a little notebook here. And inside this little notebook, I have a whole list, two pages of my true identity in Christ. Right. And it's just scripture after scripture after scripture to wake me up if I forget who I really am. And so I'm just going to read a few of these to you guys. Right. It says, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 619. I have died to sin once and for all. I no longer live under sin's rule. Romans 6 2. I've been immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, his death, his burial, his resurrection and his ascension. Romans 6, 3 through 4. I am reigning in life by Christ Jesus. Romans 5, 17. I am arising in the fullness of my union with Jesus right now. Philippians 4.1. I am not looking at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. 2 Corinthians 4.18. I feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill my thoughts with heavenly realms, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Colossians 3.1. I am spiritually minded and I have life and peace. Romans 8.6. I have the mind of Christ and possess his perceptions. 1 Corinthians 2.16. I am walking by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7. Okay, I'm rooted and grounded in love. Um, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm healed. I'm a son of God. Romans 8, 14. I'm led by the spirit of God. Romans 8, 14. I'm increasing and abounding in love. I could just keep on going through these scriptures. There's two pages of it. And I'll have my team post this when we get this podcast up on the blog and on the email so that you guys can have a copy of that. But the point is, is that I was renewing my mind as I began to read these scriptures over myself, because I needed to get rooted in my union. I needed to get rooted in my identity. And I will tell you, as you get rooted in the new creation and rooted into who you are in Christ, your life is completely transformed. That's Romans um, 12 two, because the new creation, your new identity in Christ is a whole new reality. It's a whole new identity. And it is the identity that you were born in Christ, that you were reborn in Christ to live out of. It's the identity that's required for you to discover your purpose because it's the identity that's required for you to live it. And I will tell you, until I got these truths, and you guys have heard me talk about how God 
gave me the, the meditation project for a whole year to meditate on Christ in you, the hope of glory from Colossians chapter 117. And as I meditated on that scripture and I stood in the mirror and the Holy Spirit, you know, I could begin to hear the Holy Spirit. And he said, now you stand in this front of this mirror until you can see Christ in you. I didn't understand my spiritual senses. I didn't understand. He was saying, I'm going to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. I'm going to speak to you through your imagination. And you're going to be able to connect with an unseen reality that you can't see with your physical eyes. I didn't understand the power of meditating on scripture and seeing myself as a new creation. But as I began to understand these things, get a revelation of these things, speak these things over myself, my mind began to be renewed and there was a massive transformation, a transfiguration, if you will. And God began to use me. Miracles began to happen through my life, right? Miracles are a normal part of my existence. They happen every single day, most days, and every single week, most weeks. I pray for the sick and they get healed. Someone got healed on my team last week of type 2 diabetes, right? Like we don't have to live as mere human beings. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in Galatians that when we live as mere human beings, that we are carnal, we are fleshly, we are, and I would say we're babes in Christ. And so walking in the spirit is a, is a prerequisite to being a son of God, because sons of God, like Jesus, are led by the spirit. And so if I'm going to teach you how to do that, I need to talk about some of the prerequisites to, that you need in order to do that. And I can tell you the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to live as a son of God. Jesus told the disciples to wait until they were endued with power on high. And then on the day of Pentecost, guess what? Their earthly ministries really, really got kicked off. And the same is true for us. And then, of course, beyond the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's under and it's understanding who you are in Christ. OK, so now I'm going to move on to once you understand and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, what does this look like? How does it work? OK, well, we, we have access to being able to hear God. We have access to being able to see what the Father is doing. We have the ability to see in the unseen realm, to receive information that is not revealed to the five physical senses. The entire kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom is a right now reality. It started when Jesus showed up on the planet and we have access to all that heaven contains right now. In fact, heaven is within us. The kingdom of heaven is within us. That's why Jesus told his disciples, as you go preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. And because Jesus came and because the Holy Spirit came, the kingdom of heaven is now on the earth through the body of Christ. We are the carriers of the kingdom. Heaven has invaded earth already. It invaded earth when Jesus was born. <laughs> it invaded the earth when Jesus entered into his ministry. And it invaded and stayed throughout his resurrection. And it is here through the presence of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. And yet most believers are not living in from the reality of heaven right now. They aren't living from that place where uh, the same works that Jesus did, we are doing and even greater works we're doing. And that, why is that is because, frankly, we haven't been taught. A lot of people have not been taught their identity in Christ. They haven't learned about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I will tell you, it changes your life. I mean, being born again when I was 10 was good. I mean, I'm thankful for that. 
thankful that I prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm thankful that I, you know, for the Baptist church that told me about Jesus and that he died for my sins. I'm thankful for that. But true victory didn't happen in my life until I started to learn about my identity in Christ and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I will tell you, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, the transformation was dramatic. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit coming into my life to do what I could have never done apart from Christ was everything for me. And it's truly been everything for those that I've discipled over, you know, the process of two decades now. And I've seen thousands and thousands of people uh, operating in the gifts of the spirit, operating in the power of the spirit, uh, being filled with the spirit and also being equipped to hear God, to follow the Holy Spirit and to, you know, work signs and wonders through the power of the Holy Spirit working through them. So supernatural living is normal Christianity. Okay, it's normal. It may not be average Christianity. I mean, it may not be what the average Christian experience is, but it is, it's abnormal. It's abnormal for us not to live a supernatural life where signs and wonders are normal, right? So many of us live from a default perception where we are separated from God. We think God can work miracles. We think God is up in control, you know, controlling what's happening here on earth. But truthfully, guys, his body, his body is how through which he works miracles. He works through us. He works to release heaven through us. He works through our prayers as we use the name of Jesus. He works through us the same way that he did through the apostles, the same way that he did through the early church, and the same way he's done throughout church history. Okay, so being led by the Spirit is the normal way to live. Maturing in Christ, operating in the gifts of the Spirit is the normal. It's normal. Okay, so we need to normalize it in our minds and we need to uh, recognize that our true identity in Christ is our true identity, right? Like it's, it's, we are new creations, whether we know it or not, whether we realize it or not, that is how God sees us. When he looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees us as a new creation. And the problem is, is that we don't see ourselves as a new creation. We don't recognize who we are or what has been, what has happened to us through what Jesus accomplished and what Jesus finished for us. So, so I'm coming back to this place that activated spiritual senses is the normal way that we're designed to live, that we can hear from God, that we can see what the father is doing and that we can be led because we can hear and because we can see. It is very hard to follow someone when you can't hear their instructions when you can't see what they're doing, it's very hard to learn how to how to do something when you can't watch it, right? Like we go on YouTube and we learn how to watch all kinds of, we learn how to do all kinds of things, right? We we listen to instructions, we read instructions, and we we know how to how to do things. And the Bible is filled with people who were led by the Spirit. I mean, in very detailed ways. I mean, even in the Old Covenant before the new creation was revealed. I mean, we have people that were communicating with God. We have people that were being, that were following God. And this is the, it, the Bible, frankly, is a record of people that communicated with God. But somehow in, you know, our modern times, we have settled because we haven't known that this is normal, that having two-way conversations with God each and every day, that hearing him and being led by him and being filled with him is the way that we're designed to live. And if you don't know that, you can't have an expectation for that. And I'm not 
sharing these things with you so that you feel condemned if that's not happening in your life because we all start out that way. We don't know the things of the spirit. We need to grow. We need to be taught. We need to be discipled. That's the purpose of discipleship is to grow mature sons and daughters that can be led by the spirit, that can fulfill the call on their lives, that can do the assignments in the father's business that God has for them to do, that they can serve uh, others as a son of God, and they can do that supernaturally. So it's not to condemn you. It's just to say, listen, there's a whole nother level of living that is available to you. And it's not just for a few anointed few, right? It's not just for Catherine Coleman. It's not just for Heidi Baker. It's not just for Bill Johnson. It's not just for Bill Winston. It's not just for these anointed men and women of God that we look up to. It's not just for Shalice, right? And the true role of fivefold ministers, and what I mean by that in Ephesians 4, for pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, right? The true role of those gifts that have been given to the church is to equip the body of Christ. It's to equip believers for the work of their ministry. It's a, it's, it's to equip them and grow them into maturity. Okay. And see, I mean, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ today who only, the only kind of gift that they've ever been attached to has either been a pastor or a teacher. And the truth is in the, in scripture, pastors were not the ones that were even leading uh, different congregations, but we've elevated the gift of the pastor, which is a shepherding gift, which is a, which is a maturity gift, which helps people grow up in their character and takes, you know, it's like a take care of people from a needs perspective. It's a very powerful grace. It's a very needed grace, but it's not the only one, right? And prophetic grace in the body of Christ, which is what I'm operating in. I'm an apostle and a prophet. I don't go around like I'm apostle Shalise. I'm a prophet Shalise. You guys don't see me like that's not what I do. Um, and it's not because I don't own those graces on my life. It's, it's just that I'm a son. Okay. My identity is in the, in the fact that I'm in Christ. I, that may be a part of the grace that's on my life and it might be a part of my assignment, but it's not the title that I, that I need to walk around. I'm not, again, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's not, it's not, it's important that you know that so that you can connect to the grace that's on my life, teaching apostle and prophet because prophets, you guys, which if you haven't watched my uh, Facebook live and my podcast from last week, right? They prophesy. You saw me prophesy. This is what God is speaking over 2023, but they do way more than that. Okay. And so many times in the charismatic streams, right? Mostly what we're seeing is prophets prophesying. Now we, that's, they do more than that in the charismatic stream. But the truth is, is that pro, one of the big roles that the, that prophets have is to empower the body of Christ to see and hear and operate prophetically, right? To awaken the spiritual senses of the body of Christ. There's a grace on my life for you to become a supernatural Christian. There's a grace on my life. It's not something that I earned. It's not, it's just a, it's just a gift. It's something that God equipped me and called me to do. And so just being in the atmosphere, just listening to the podcast, just being in this community, there is an anointing. There is an, a grace for you to grow, for you to grow up, for you to mature, for you to operate as a supernatural Christian. Okay. We have a new team member that we literally just hired, not even, I mean, a week ago, right? They just started and they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were not hearing from God. They were not doing those things. And literally within five days, they're hearing from God. They're seeing visions and they were healed. 
Okay. And that's not to say, oh, look at me, look at my ministry, look at all these crazy things that are happening through my ministry. It's to say, this is normal. And this is the ministry of the prophet. This is the ministry of the, of apostles. And I'm called to raise up other ministry gifts, other pastors, evangelists, teachers, apostles, prophets, for sure. And I'm also there to make everyone operating in whatever they're called to do, prophetic, apostolic, right? Where those graces are operating through them. So the grace that I release to you is the grace that comes to you so that you can release it to others because equippers equip others. Disciplers make disciples. It's to meant to be exponential. So as you learn to walk in the spirit, as I, as, as I walk in the spirit, guess what? Well, you then equip others to walk in the spirit. You are a demonstration of what normal Christianity is. And so I'm sharing these things with you because it's time to raise your expectation. And if you are not hearing God and you are not operating in the supernatural on a regular basis, then it's really important that you are connected with gifts, which is why God brought you here. You wouldn't be listening to me. You wouldn't be watching me if God had not connected you to, the, to me. Why? Because God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. And that just doesn't mean a church service. That just doesn't mean this is a local Sunday day service that you go to it, it he the, the body of christ is way the kingdom of god is bigger than church the kingdom of god is in every sphere of society and there are apostles and prophets operating and equipping people in all kinds of different things i mean jesus was didn't didn't lead a church okay if anything he was like a traveling evangelist you know what i'm saying with some followers that followed him around and so it's it's not about it's not about church. It's about the kingdom. And it's about being attached and being connected with the graces in the body of Christ that you need in order to grow and mature and be activated into the fullness of what it means to be a son of God. Okay. And so uh, I'm sharing those things because I want you to raise your expectation of what is normal. And I want you to recognize that your, your, you being here, you being connected is that there is a grace. There is a grace that is on, uh, this ministry, this group to equip you. And so just settle into that. You know what? That's, that's why we do these podcasts so that you can receive the grace that is on my life so that you can receive the grace that is here in this ministry. It's also uh, why we encourage you guys to step into Emerge and to do a breakthrough call with us and actually step into uh, a deeper dive into these things, okay? Now, let's talk about, and as I am going to wrap today because this is really kind of the introductory episode to this, okay? But if you want to know what it means to be led by the Spirit, it means that you are connected, you are abiding in Christ, you are operating in your union with Jesus and you are in communication with the Holy Spirit, receiving information from uh, the Holy Spirit at all times. You are uh, having two way conversations with God because you need direction and you are following his directions. OK, in John 530 in the in the voice translation, if you've listened to my podcast, you know, that is a foundation scripture for my life. And it's Jesus talking. And he says, I have not ever, nor will I in the future act on my own. OK, I listen to the directions of the one who sent me and I act on these divine instructions. And my judgment is just and never self-serving because I'm committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. So that scripture is a beautiful picture of 
how Jesus operated. He listened to the instructions of the Father and he simply obeyed them. Okay, but we can't do that if we can't see the Father. We can't do that if we can't hear. We can't, if we can't, we can't, we can't do those things. So activated spiritual senses is the first and foremost, most important. I mean, it's so important. Hearing the voice of God is the most important skill that we can have. It's the most important fruit that we can have. Uh, it, it's where intimacy comes out of, right? Like, how can you know someone? Yes, we can know them through scripture, like you can know that know Jesus to a certain extent through scripture, but my life completely changed when I encountered Jesus for myself, when Jesus became real, when I began to actually be able to communicate with Jesus and experience revelation from him and visions from him that healed me, that healed my heart, that healed my past, that, that taught me how to live as a son of God. And yes, the scripture is a part of that, but it's what's being taught by the Holy Spirit. It's revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit. And so today, what I want to share is that this is not for just a few of you. And no matter where you are in the process of maturation, no matter what you've experienced to this point, I want to tell you there's more. There is more supernatural. There is more manifestation. There is more of heaven to experience. And until we're doing the same works as Jesus and greater works, until we're doing, until we're seeing people raised from the dead, until we're seeing the supernatural works, until we're operating out of peace, love, joy, and goodness, and gentleness, and faithfulness, and self-control until the character of God has been formed in us through the power of the Holy Spirit and our union with Jesus, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And here's what I know. You wouldn't be listening right now. You wouldn't be watching right now if you weren't hungry for more. And I also know that you wouldn't be hungry for more unless the Holy Spirit was drawing you and creating that hunger in you. And guess what? There is milk and there is meat. <laughs> there is revelation. There is daily bread. There is, you know, we can partake of Jesus. We can drink and eat of Jesus. He satisfies. And that the living water of the Holy Spirit said, I mean, Jesus said, you will thirst no more. Our satisfaction, our fulfillment, what fulfills that hunger and what fulfills that inside of us is God himself. And so if you are here, I want you to raise your expectation. I want you to raise your expectation for the supernatural in your life. I want you to raise your expectation for hearing God and being led by the spirit. You will grab it by osmosis. You will grab it through impartation. You will grab it through the Holy Spirit that is coming through even as I talk. Because the truth is, I'm not talking. I don't even know half the time what I'm saying or why I'm saying it because I'm yielded. And I want what the Holy Spirit wants for you to come through broadcasting loud and clear. And I want you to be hearing the Holy Spirit why I am talking so that you can actually hear what, what morsel of bread, what, what, you know, big old loaf of bread, what yummy steak bite, whatever it is that Holy Spirit is feeding you with today. I want you to grab it. I want you to get it. Okay. So as homework, okay, if you have not 
If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to go back, watch episode 63 from the podcast, and you need to communicate with us. And you can do it here on a comment in Facebook. You can direct message me. Uh, honestly, you can email us at info at shalise.com. If you are not fully released and the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, let us know, and we want to pray for you. Okay? I saw here in one of the comments that someone is in need of healing, so I'm happy to pray for that right now. Um but I also uh, want to let you know that uh, if you have a prayer request, we will make sure that you send it into info at Shalise.com and we will make sure that we pray for you or put it here in the comments and we will have someone on the team pray for you uh, if I don't see that. OK, so we are here to equip you and help you. And so I'm going to just pray for the person here. Um, I can't say his first name, Akwandu, I think, but I'm just going to lift up Akwandu right now, Father. And I just thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, Akwandu has been healed. And I just speak right now a creative miracle into his kidneys, Lord. I just release right now a brand new kidney for him. And I just thank you that there is no kidney disease in heaven. And I thank you that uh, through his union with Jesus, there is no kidney disease in him. So we just say right now that any uh, that 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 uh, assignment against his life is canceled in Jesus name. That accusation against the cross has been swallowed up right now with the revelation of the gospel that I'm releasing right now. I speak to his kidneys and I tell you to vibrate with the frequency of Jesus. I tell you to vibrate with the frequency of the gospel. I tell you to vibrate with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ with that was wrought in him when he came out of the grave. And I say, be made new. I say, live and be made new kidneys. I say right now that you are receiving it and you are experiencing it right now. We just release the Holy Spirit and we thank you for it. And we say more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit. And I take authority over the spirit of fear. I take authority over every vision and imagination that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God and has created a grow worse image image in Akwandu's heart and any on any level subconsciously or otherwise. I take authority over any spirit of inheritance and in any way this kidney disease has been passed down through the generations into his body. And I cut that off right now in Jesus name. I just declare that his body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I speak a perfect kidney function. I speak perfect kidneys into him. And we, we just declare that that is over right now. It ends today. And we thank you for it, Jesus. We glorify you for it, Jesus. You get all of the glory. You get all of the credit because the power is in your name. The power is in your blood. The power is in what you have already accomplished. And we thank you. We thank you that it's normal. We thank you that this isn't even hard. We thank you that this is just something that you do. I mean, just by your very presence, Lord, thank you that your presence is enough. Thank you that this isn't something we toil or we have to believe, or we just pre we just speak. We just speak in, in union with you, Lord. And it happens. And we just thank you for the testimony. We thank you for, uh, uh, finishing that in Akwandu. And thank you, Lord, that anybody else that needs healing, even as I was praying today, Lord, I thank you that the healing anointing is there. I thank you that you're healing, you're setting people free. I thank you that there is uh, signs and wonders that are following the gospel that's being preached today. And I thank you for the testimonies that are rolling in as a result of that. And I thank you for the ministry of Jesus that's being released right now into every single listener, whatever they need, wherever they are. Thank you that you are ministering to them. You are bringing them into the revelation of what it means to be a son, what it means to be one with you, what it means to be healed, whole, delivered, prosperous, and operating exactly like Jesus is. Because you said it, you said it, as we are in this world, so 
as Jesus is in this world, rather, so are we. So I thank you, Father, and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Well, that's it for the introduction. We're going to continue our journey through Romans chapter eight. We're going to continue uh, to press into the awakening of our senses, the more, the more, the more. And I can tell you, if you tune in, if you watch these replays, if you listen to the broadcast, you will see a shift. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It happens every single day and it is Jesus. So God bless you. Have a supernatural week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.